unusual prayer meetings. We have considered a number of them over past number of weeks. And certainly here is an unusual prayer meeting. It's found there in our text in the verse 1 of Act Jonah 2. You get the connection maybe verse 17 of the previous chapter that the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly It's always a grave mistake when any child of God deliberately, purposely disobeys the command of the Lord. I say a grave mistake because when Jonah rebelled against God's command that's where he found himself he found himself what he described was a grave for in verse 3 we read out of the belly of hell cried I and I heard us my voice you take that word hell it's the Hebrew word sheol and it means the grave his experience was such he felt that he was buried in a grave and we know that the grave is a place of corruption and Jonah made reference to that also for in verse 6 yet hast thou brought up my life from Corruption, O Lord my God. You take that word corruption. The word that Jonah uses here, the word corruption means the pit. The pit. So you look at where Jonah was and how he described where he was. He called it hell. The grave. Corruption, the pit. Could his disobedience have taken him any lower than it did when God prepared the great fish and swallowed up Jonah? Jonah had endeavored to flee we're told from the presence of the Lord and then in his disobedience he believed that he had accomplished that he believed he had accomplished that fleeing from God look there at verse 4 verse 4 then I said I am cast out of thy sight 
Yet while I look again toward thy holy temple, I am cast out of thy sight. He had been running from the Lord and from the Lord's presence. And here, Jonah felt his desire had been realized when he said, I am cast out of thy sight. But no, in the mercy of the Lord, that did not take place. Why? Why did the Lord not cast Jonah out of his sight? One reason. Prayer. For we read in the opening verse of the chapter 2, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. He rebelled against the Lord. And the Lord saw to it that Jonah was cast into the sea. And while he was in the sea, God prepared the great fish. We've been dealing with these things with the children in our assembly in school. Of how the Lord controls the very fish of the sea. He controls the birds of the air. For he sent the ravens to feed Elijah. And here he prepared this great fish. Then we read. In the verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. It was from there in the fish's belly that Jonah prayed. That place that he described as hell. That place that he described as a pit. That place he described as a place of corruption. As for Jonah prayed. And you think of another unusual prayer meeting when the rich man was cast into hell he began to pray there but there was no deliverance for him but here is Jonah and he's in the fish's belly he's in what he describes as his hell ah but there was deliverance for him he was delivered out of this place. So let us, through God's word, as it were, enter into the fish's belly and listen to Jonah as he prays. Let us give attention to that cry which came out of the belly of hell because that's how Jonah described it. A cry from the belly of hell. I want first of all then to look at Jonah's prayer. There are those we know who pour scorn on the story of Jonah being in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. They laugh at that. These higher critics well, 
if the skeptics and the critics don't believe it I do as many others do and I'll tell you someone else who believes it for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth Matthew 12 verse 40 and those words were spoken by Christ himself so the Lord believed it. the Lord Jesus the son of man the son of God the God of all truth tells us that this event in Jonah's life did take place and that really settles the argument there's no more argument the Lord Jesus has declared it it took place and there in the great fish's belly Jonah prayed notice when he prayed when Jonah prayed is emphasized here in the opening verse of the chapter 2 for we read verse 17 tells us that he was cast into the the sea and then into the fish's belly and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights then Jonah prayed then no he didn't pray before that then Jonah prayed as so many do of course they pray when they are in trouble Jonah was certainly in trouble he was in trouble with the Lord and he was in trouble with his location where he was in the fish's belly I cried by reason of my affliction got in trouble because he disobeyed God and because he was in affliction and being afflicted that's when he prayed then Jonah prayed even the ungodly will do that even the ungodly will begin to pray when trouble overtakes them for example read some time ago of a passenger plane and suddenly the cabin filled with smoke and it was recorded or it was written that prayer could be heard all along the aisle of the plane people believed the plane was going to crash and everybody began to pray individuals no doubt who never thought about prayer before what but because they were in trouble then they began to pray and here's Jonah and we're told that he cried by reason of his affliction by reason of his affliction that's why he cried he tells us that by reason of his affliction unto the Lord the psalmist spoke about praying 
in such a time to the Lord in Psalm 118 verse 5 I called upon the Lord in my distress and Jonah was in distress because of his sinful disobedience and the Lord brought him down that Jonah might look up and that's what he was doing there in the fish's belly just as the Lord dealt with Israel for in Hosea 5 and verse 15 we read I will go and return to my place the Lord speaking here I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face in their affliction they will seek me early in their affliction they will seek me early well Jonah was no sinner cast into the sea is followed by a great fish and that's when he begins to pray in the midst of his affliction as well as looking at when he prayed we notice where he prayed our text there tells us Jonah prayed unto the Lord as God out of the fish's belly this shows us no matter where we are we can pray We noted last week when Paul and Silas were cast into the inner prison, into a dungeon. They had been beaten and battered and bruised and their, their backs opened in the furrows of love. Why? Because they preached the gospel. The magistrates, the enemies of the gospel wanted to silence Paul and Silas. Well, at that particular time, they certainly did silence them, cast them into the inner prison. Ah, but they couldn't stop them from praying. The enemy may have stopped Paul for that period of time from preaching, but they couldn't stop him from praying. And it didn't matter that they were in the inner prison, their feet and stuff still they prayed and here is Jonah as we read in Psalm 18 verse 5 118 verse 5 I called upon the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place so here was Jonah in distress but he wasn't in the synagogue he wasn't in the temple he wasn't in a palace he wasn't in his own dwelling house far as Jonah was concerned he was in the pit he was in his hell and there he prayed and of course the Lord heard his prayer say believer doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter where you are when we lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer, 
he hears us. Verse 2, the Lord heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and I heardest my voice. Not amazing. But look at those those words, that last phrase. And thou heardest my voice. Is that not encouraging? Jonah there in the depths of the sea, in the depths of the belly of the fish, and yet we read, Thou heardest my voice. In other words, God recognized the voice of Jonah. He recognized the voice of one of his children. Again, referring to Paul and Silas, there they were in the prison that fell apart, and they prayed, and the Lord heard and recognized the voices of two of his children. And believer, doesn't matter where you are. You can be in the midst of a city with thousands of people around you and you lift your heart to the Lord in prayer out of all the voices that may be heard in the city. God will recognize your voice. He recognizes the voice of one of his children. It always brings to mind when our youngest son Stephen when he was just a week old he had some problems and had to go to hospital just a child a baby and Dory and I would take turns to staying in the hospital and I remember one night being there in an adjacent room and of course being in the children's ward there's youngsters crying all the time and I had sort of dozed off to sleep and then I heard a voice the child crying you know something I recognized that voice as the voice of Stephen I recognized the voice of my child and of all the voices of the children there in the hospital I recognize Stephen's voice. And here's Jonah. He's in the fish's belly. And Jonah says, Thou heardest my voice. The Lord recognized his voice. And when we pray, believe it doesn't matter where we are or what company we're in or how many is in that company we lift our heart to the Lord in prayer the Lord will recognize the voice of his child and he'll answer we have a great God so we have seen when he prayed where he prayed next we notice what he prayed we see how Jonah prayed and cried unto the Lord in his affliction. Notice in his prayer. 
he recognized first of all the person Jonah recognized that his afflictions had come upon him from the Lord verse 3 for thou hast cast me into the deep so he recognized the Lord with him thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the sea and the floods compass me about all thy billows and thy waves pass over me thou cast me into the deep thy waves and thy billows he recognized the Lord's hand in this he was honest in recognizing the person who had done this and it was because of his disobedience you know sometimes when God's people are afflicted they immediately blame it on the devil now of course we know he's not innocent when it comes to afflicting God's people but it's always good to stop and think why am I being afflicted believers do not stop to think perhaps the Lord has brought this trouble upon me has afflicted me because of some sin in my life They can't blame the devil for something they didn't do. And sometimes the Lord brings trouble our way because we've perhaps rebelled against him. We've disobeyed him in some area of our Christian life. Jonah acknowledged it was the Lord. And of course that set him on the path to repentance and getting right with God. Jonah could say with the psalmist, the Lord hath chastened me. Chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over to death. Psalm 118, verse 18. No, the Lord had not allowed Jonah to drown but the Lord had chastened him that he might turn again to God which of course Jonah did and we remember the Lord's words to the Laodicean church as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent as many as I love I chasten not only did Jonah recognize the person the Lord's hand was in them but he spoke about the place Verse 3 
Thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas. Interesting, isn't it? How you can read a familiar story like Jonah. Every child in Sabbath school knows about Jonah. But as adults, we can read through this chapter or these chapters of Jonah. And some things we can read over in this. And here's one of them. Jonah said, Thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas. The word midst. That word midst, listen. The word midst here means heart. And so what Jonah was saying, Thou hast cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. Now you may say, well, what's so significant about that? Well, didn't we quote a verse there? In Matthew 12, verse 40, that the Lord confirming that the story about Jonah was true because the Lord said for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth and so there you have Jonah in the fish's belly speaking about being cast into the midst of the sea or into the heart of the sea and lo and behold the Lord uses the same word when he's speaking about he being cast into the grave into the heart of the earth behold the beauty of the unity of scripture and here in Jonah and you have Jonah talking about the heart of the sea. And that points us away forward to Christ being in the heart of the earth. And the words of the Lord Jesus, which we have already noted, the Lord took those words and applied them to himself. As Jonah was in the heart of the sea, so I, the Son of Man, will be in the heart of the earth. Three days and three nights. Just like Jonah. It was three days and three nights in his grave, as he called it. Now we see how Jonah's words broke prophetically. Of our dear Saviour. But as Jonah was raised up out of his deep grave after three days and three nights being in the heart of the sea after three days three nights our Saviour was raised up out of the heart of the earth And Christ is not in the grave today. It's empty. He is not here, for he is risen. 
for the throne in heaven is occupied by our great Savior and our great King. Praise the Lord. As well as Jonah and his prayer, want to look now at Jonah and his prospect. In the midst of his affliction, because of his sin, Jonah says, Yet will I look again toward thy holy temple. Verse 4. There was Jonah's prospect of deliverance. I will look again toward thy holy temple. What does that speak to us all? But as far as Jonah was concerned, it spoke to him of hope. Hope. Again, you think of how Jonah described his predicament where he was he was in hell, he was in the grave he was in the pit, he was in the place of corruption and so he looked toward the holy temple and it was the look of hope hope he knew in the temple in the temple sacrifices were offered for sin and for transgressions of the people and so from the belly of the fish Jonah looked by faith because being in the fish's belly he wouldn't know the direction of Jerusalem and where the temple was but he's looking by faith and he's speaking about looking towards the temple where sacrifices were offered for the people for their sin he feared that because of those transgressions God would cast them out of his sight but we know there's only one remedy for sin and that's the blood of the sacrifice and there's Jonah looking toward the holy temple where blood offerings were offered to God you know you can see what he's thinking you can see what he's thinking about it's cleansing for Jonah through the sacrifices offered there in the holy temple in Jerusalem we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness how? by the blood of the Lamb but there's something else once again he looked again toward the holy temple because as far as Jonah was concerned if the Lord was anywhere thinking again of how he has described his condition and his place and his surroundings and where he, where he was in the fish's belly and believed that perhaps God would cast them off forever yet he looked toward the holy temple because as far as Jonah was concerned if God was anywhere he would be in his temple that's why I looked toward the temple Psalm 18 verse 6 in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried upon my God he heard my voice out of his temple 
And my cry came before him, even unto his ears. He heard me out of his temple. He told me I knew that's where the Lord would be. Then did the Lord say regarding the temple, he put his name there forever. And having his name there forever meant he would be there forever. But then think of this. Think of the words of the Lord Jesus. In John 2 and verse 21 we read there about the temple of his father. So here is Christ himself referred to as the temple. And we read in Revelation 21 and verse 22 and I saw no temple there speaking about heaven and I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of him. In other words, the psalmist or John is speaking about heaven and the temple in heaven is Christ. Christ is our temple. And here is Jonah. You see him there in the fish's belly. You see him far from God. And that's what he believed. Yet isn't it wonderful that you look at Jonah in the fish's belly and we see, we see Christ. We see him there. For Jonah looked toward the temple knowing the Lord was in the temple. The Christ is the temple in heaven. Praise the Lord. That was his hope. He looked toward the temple. Then he looked for help. He knew there was only one who could help him out of his troubles. He knew the Lord. <coughs> the very one whom he had disobeyed. The very one who he had offended. The very one who believed he could run away from, from his presence was the very one that Jonah looked to again. In verse 7, now we read in verse 7, When my soul fainteth within me, I remembered the Lord. I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto him into thy holy temple. Not interesting. What did he say? When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. When he disobeyed the Lord, he wanted to forget about the Lord. He wanted to run away from the Lord's presence. 
and that meant he wanted to run away from the Lord's precepts and his commands and the duty that God wanted him to do and there he is in the fish's belly and there in the fish's belly he said I remembered the Lord yes we're forgetful of the Lord when we yield the temptation when we sin we forget the Lord's command and his statutes and his laws and carry on in the pleasure of sin we forget the Lord but when the Lord chastises us and afflicts us what's the result uh, we remember the Lord life. the one we had forgotten now we remember and like Jonah when we turn to the Lord and acknowledge our disobedience and acknowledge our sin we come to him seeking forgiveness we come to our heavenly father even as the prodigal came to his earthly father and cried I have sinned against heaven and before thee and as the father of the prodigal welcomed his returning son with open arms and fell on his neck and kissed we return to Christ we return to the Lord he embraced us with open arms and welcome us home that's who he is that's who our dear Savior is But notice uh, Jonah and his prayer, Jonah and his prospect, that leads us now to Jonah and his praise. Even though he was still in the fish's belly, yet he gave thanks unto the Lord and did so by faith, believing God would deliver him. You look there, <coughs> verse 9. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I abide. Salvation is of the Lord. Why can't you add your amen to that, all right? Salvation is of the Lord. But notice, he said, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of of thanksgiving so here in his praise he first of all speaks about his sacrifice I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving what did he mean sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving well you go over to Leviticus and you find in Leviticus that the priest there would offer to the Lord the sacrifice of thanksgiving 
Leviticus 7 verse 12 if he offereth for a thanksgiving then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving so Jonah offered a sacrifice of thanksgiving now of course obviously for where he was he couldn't use anything material to give to the Lord he couldn't offer a lamb or a bullock of thanksgiving but what did he say he said that I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice the voice of thanksgiving in other words Jonah says I'll use my voice to give thanks to God is that what we do every time we come to the Lord is that what we did this morning we give thanks to the Lord with our voices we sing praises unto the Lord and all that not what Jonah did with all that not stir us up and when we come to worship God or when we're going about our daily business and we engage our voices in in praise we're giving thanks to God we're offering to the Lord the sacrifice of thanksgiving thanksgiving let us remember that believer every time we enter the Lord's house to worship him we're offering to the Lord the voice our voices of thanksgiving giving thanks to God for what he has done for us since we last met here the voice of sacrifice or thanksgiving so he spoke about the sacrifice then he spoke about his service isn't that what he's referring to when he said in verse 9 I will pay that I have vowed remember Jonah was a prophet of the Lord as a prophet he would have promised he would have vowed to do the Lord's will but he broke that vow when he was told to go to Nineveh that great city and cry against it he ran away he broke his vow to the Lord he broke his promise but there in the fish's belly just about before he was due to be delivered out of the fish's belly he renews his vow I will offer, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving I will pay that that I have vowed as if he was saying Lord give me another chance and I'll do what I commanded me to do let me renew my vow as one of thy prophets Jonah followed the words of the psalmist again Psalm 50 verse 14 offered unto God thanksgiving which Jonah just did then the psalmist goes on and says 
and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Let me break a promise to the Lord and break our vows and do not fulfill those vows. As we've seen this morning, God has his way of humbling us, bringing us down that we might look up, and bringing us to the place where we'll say, Lord, give me another chance. <coughs> I want to renew my vow. I want to do what I that asked me to do, told me to do, commanded me to do, as well as the sacrifice and the service speaks about his salvation. And what great truth is found in that short sentence of five words, salvation is of the Lord. Here's his declaration. Here in these words Jonah declares there's only one way of salvation. And boy, did he know that there in the fish's belly. There's no other way. And he said, salvation is of the Lord. The word Lord is the word Jehovah. Jehovah, which points us to Christ. Listen, Isaiah 43, verse 11. I even I am the Lord I even I am Jehovah got that I even I am the Lord Jehovah and beside me there is no saviour there is the Lord himself referring to himself as the Lord Jehovah and saying beside me there is no saviour and that's what Jonah declared. Neither is there salvation with any other. There is no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other. Salvation's of the Lord. The Lord alone. Not the Lord and something else. Not the Lord and the church. Not the Lord and good works. Salvation is of the Lord Christ alone. Christ alone. His declaration, salvation is of the Lord. And then his deliverance. As though to illustrate or confirm what Jonah had just declared, <coughs> when he said, Salvation is of the Lord. We read, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the land. He delivered. He's delivered. What a prayer meeting that was. Prayer meeting in the fish's belly. The man had cried from the belly of hell. was now delivered. Unfortunately those who pass into hell 
that goes out of earth. And all that any listening to or watching this webcast today, you know not Christ. Now is the appointed time. Now is the day of salvation. Then, then, Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish of God. And the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's bow in prayer. Lord, dear Lord, we bless thee for the word. <coughs> we thank thee, Lord, for the words of warning. We thank thee, Lord, for the words of comfort, the words of salvation, the words that give us courage to go on, and the words, Lord, that challenge souls about their eternal welfare. No, Lord, for any, the broken of thy They rebelled against thee, O Lord, and not carried out thy will. Lord, may they cry unto thee today. Seek repentance, seek forgiveness, and seek to renew their lives and get right with God. Dear Lord, I pray thou would bless us now. We gather around the table to remember our blessed Redeemer, the one that even Jonah in his troubles pointed to and looked to. Lord, may we look to Christ today. May we see him afresh there in the cross our substitute our saviour bless his name Amen